Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Good morning and welcome to your Daily Dose. For many years, there have been an unlimited amount of diets that boast of their health and weight loss benefits. Fad diets, good and bad diets some of which can actually work and bring a person back into the realm of being somewhat healthy. And then there are some of which can be very harmful to one's body. With so many people in search of a diet that will make them healthier and allow them to lose weight in the process, there may be something to the vegetarian and vegan diets that is most often overlooked because so many of us were brought up to believe that meats are a must-have in everyone's daily diet, even though There is evidence of people choosing to avoid animal products that can be traced back to over 2,000 years. I've had so many questions brought to me in regards to vegan and vegetarian diets and many who don't know what a pescatarian diet is. So I thought that it's time to bring in a person who has not only studied these diets but lives by one of them and has brought her own body from a debilitating illness back to health. Today, I welcome Janice Amiro to the show. Janice is a holistic nutritionist and holistic cancer coach. She began her wellness practice while living in Doha, Qatar. Her interest in wellness and healthy food preparation stems from her own personal wellness journey, one that took her from a debilitating illness to vibrant health via holistic methods. Along that path, Janice became living proof that when the body receives nutrients that it requires, it repairs itself. It was then that she discovered her true vocation and embarked on a new and exciting career of helping others achieve optimal wellness. Janice provides research-based education on how to prevent, cope with, and fight illness and disease. Science has proven that 90% of illness and disease can be eliminated through environmental and lifestyle choices alone. And with her strategy of implementing disease prevention protocols, Janice's clients are experiencing amazing results. Janice offers a personalized approach to health. She feels that by empowering individuals to take their health in their own hands, they will be able to lead more productive lives and avoid the suffering that illness brings. Janice currently maintains an international clientele, and she also offers cooking classes and health talks on topics such as disease prevention, sugar addiction, weight loss, clean eating, and cancer. Good morning, Janice, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me to to be on your show. It's a pleasure. Um, Can we start off by getting you to explain what the difference is between being a vegetarian, a vegan, and a pescatarian? Sure. Um, A vegetarian is someone who typically doesn't eat meat but eats dairy and eggs. A vegan is someone who eats no animal products whatsoever And a pescatarian is someone who eats fish, but no other animal products. So they eat fish and vegetables and grains. Okay. So in your opinion, 
what one of these lifestyle eating habits is going to be more beneficial or the healthiest for people to follow? Wow, yeah. So here's um, here's some a long answer to this question, I think, Doreen. Um, you know, by and large, North Americans are sicker than ever, and um, rates of illness and disease are skyrocketing, and cost of health care um, are skyrocketing along with them. So um, North Americans typically are eating the standard American diet, and the acronym for that is the SAD diet, hmm. um, which I think is perfect. And in countries around the world, um, those who have adopted these Western this Western type of diet have rising health problems too. So um, no matter what type of diet a person is following, largely speaking, the diet uh, lacks one key element and that that's vegetables. And um, so, you know, research has shown that the most beneficial type of diet is a plant-based diet. And, and I can explain, if you want, I can I can go into a little bit more about that if you want. Yes, please do. Okay, okay. Um, so, you know, except for perhaps um, extreme and fad diets where food groups are forbidden or, or calories are drastically reduced, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've all seen those and maybe been on them, um, all diets promote a high intake of vegetables. But you and I both know that that most people are not following the diet that they say they're following, mm-hmm. uh, the way it's laid out is often quite different. And so um, the, the, the plant-based diet is, 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 is the best diet, in my opinion, for health. But we also have to make sure that it's being followed the right way. And I want to talk a little bit about that if I can. Yes. Um, yeah. So... I want to go first to the Mediterranean diet and use that as an example because I think um, a lot of people are trying to follow that kind of diet. Mm -hmm. It includes meat, but not a lot of meat. It includes more fish, maybe some whole grains, although a lot of Mediterraneans eat a lot of white refined bread, Mm -hmm. Um, but it does include vegetables, um, fruits, and healthy oils which is all good. However, a lot of people who are following the Mediterranean diet are leaving out still the vegetables and maybe even the fruits or not having so much, but they're eating tons of oil, which I, um, while it might have, have some benefit, is it's not the intention of this type of diet to be loading olive oil like you see on the commercials with Absolutely. the big salad, yep. everybody's sitting around and they're they're talking and they're drinking their wine and and you're pouring like you know thousand calories on the salad. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the intention of this type of diet. So that's an example of of where a diet is not really what should be followed. Um, and and you know some people in this type of diet are eating four hundred or more calories from all of from oil alone, which mm-hmm is not healthy. So we see a lot of people eating a Mediterranean diet that are not that are not healthy. But the same goes for the vegan and I want to use Mediterranean as an example because I want to also use the vegan diet as an example. And when you ask the question of what diet I think is healthiest, um, and I say vegan diet or, you know, going really close to a plant-based whole food plant-based diet, 
um, I'm, I'm saying vegan diet, not the junk food vegan diet. And we're seeing junk food vegans. Uh, it's a rising number of people because there's tons of processed foods that are quote unquote vegan okay. that are not healthy. So um, when I say the healthiest diet is a vegan diet, I mean a whole food plant-based vegan diet, not um, the junk food vegan diet. Um, do you know what I mean by the difference? I, I do now because you stated that it was a lot of processed food that they're calling is vegan. Right. And we certainly don't want to be getting into a lot of processed food because I think that's where we're going way off track. The processed um, is, is just not beneficial to being healthy. No. And um, I think throughout, uh, you know, we'll probably talk a lot about that throughout the um, the conversation because it, it's hard to avoid the standard American diet yes, it is. Is, is exactly that. It's, it's just junk food. It's not, I say it's a chemical soup that's uh, made in a factory that's shaped into little fish and, and sticks and, yes. um, you know, um, it's not food at all. And it's no wonder where we have rising um, illness and disease. Absolutely. So, and all, you know, of this, all of this processed food is, is being marketed and geared toward the person who is going out to work and, and has a rushed day. So this stuff is so easy for us to grab. Exactly. And, and that's why it sells so well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's easy. People think that, that, that cooking their own food and preparing meals at home is, is so time consuming. And Dr. Mark Hyman has a, a quote, he, he's been quoted as saying, and this is this to me, just it's so funny. He says, most people say they don't have time to prepare a healthy meal, but they'll watch two hours of the cooking channel. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you can sit, and, and I mean, I take it one step further, how many hours will a person be on their phone or on their computer or in front of the TV, mindless, doing absolutely nothing, but they don't have time to, to make a healthy meal? Yeah. So, yeah, that's so true. It, it, yeah, and and there's no excuse for that. It, it's I I know that if you're two working people and you have young children and you're involved in all kinds of activities with your kids, yes, time is tight. But there are ways around uh, creating some good healthy food. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, again, going back to which type of diet is the healthiest? None of the diets, whether it's keto, paleo, Mediterranean, uh, vegetarian, vegan, none of them, if you look at them at the root of how they started, none of them include refined sugars, none of them include refined starches, and none of them include processed foods. Now there are some weight loss plans out there that do include these because they feel that they will attract a certain type of of, of market there mm -hmm. saying, oh, I can still eat my cake and lose weight. Yes. Um, you know, but those diets typically fail because it sets you up for failure. Absolutely. So yeah. if, if someone is going to start on a vegetarian or, or vegan diet, how, how do we know that they provide us with enough of the protein, the vitamins and the minerals that we need without having to take supplements? Mm, boy, you know, this is, this is such a controversial topic. 
And, um, you know, first of all, I'd like to say that everyone is unique and their needs are as unique. So everyone at every age needs something different. We have guidelines that we follow, this, you know, the, the, the recommended daily intake of each category of protein, carbs, fats, vitamins, and minerals. But we're all a little bit different. Um, so, you know, we know the proteins, vitamins, and minerals are necessary for the body uh, to perform at its peak. And um, the fear of not getting enough protein is so highly overrated. Um, I don't know why it is. Um, we should be afraid of getting enough healthy fats in our diet. We should be afraid of not of getting enough fiber in our diet. But um, way back in the 30s and 40s, I think it stems from some doctors who um, and scientists who who created this this issue with milk and not getting enough protein. And it seemed to have stuck in marketing. The companies just flew with it. So it's, it's a, it's a, it, I don't, I think that's where the root of this is. And it's so highly overrated. Most people actually eat way too much protein. Um, but they don't even know it because they're not aware of what they're eating. Um, so it's, it's not complicated to, to eat, a vegan or vegetarian diet and get enough enough protein. Um, just just a little bit about plant protein. Plant protein, and I know in the 80s it was described as being incomplete, and you had to mix, you know, had to mix your chickpeas with your rice, and you mm -hmm. had to make sure you had, you know, three nuts with that to make it all complete. Okay. But that's just not the case. More research, newer research, has shown that. Um, all plant foods contain all of the amino acids. Some have more than others. But if you eat a healthy diet, a good variety, you're going to get those, you're going to get the adequate amounts of those uh, proteins. And the other thing is, you don't want to get too much protein. Even if it's vegan, you don't want to get too much protein in, in your diet. And, um, and I can, I can explain that a little bit. Um, but some listeners might be thinking, okay, so I'm kind of wanting to eat less meat. What is it mm -hmm. that I can eat? What has protein in the plant, exactly. plant world yes. other than the, you know, the, the, the pre-made burger that you can buy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, of course, tofu, which is soy-based, and a lot of people are avoiding soy because they're scared. Yes. Were you going to say something? No. Um, when, oh. you, when you mentioned soy, though, it does... It does um, bring to mind a lot of people that I know of who say, oh, no, 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 I don't want anything to do with soy. So right. a lot of people uh, don't want to go into eating vegan because it, it, they're, they're thinking that they have to increase the amount of soy products that they eat. Right. And, and you know, if a person um, back on the, the, the to tofu soy wagon, um, first of all, there are problems with certain crops and soybeans is one of them and corn is another and there's a few others. So um, most of the, the soy and the corn that are grown in, uh, that you would see in the grocery stores are genetically modified. Okay. So um, that's the problem with soy. 
and corn. Uh, so if you can buy organic tofu, organic soy milk, then you're not worrying about that genetic modification. The other part was, you know, that it's, it contains hormones and a lot of people were avoiding it because of that. But you'd have to eat a lot of tofu in, or soy products in order to to have a problem uh, with it disrupting your hormonal balance. There's more issues with eating meat and it disrupting your hormonal balance because you're eating the hormones of the, the animal. So okay. other other types of um, plant-based plant foods that have some protein in them are, of course, the beans and the lentils, um, tempeh, which is, a, is also soy. Natto is like a kimchi type of slimy, um, soy-based oh. uh, uh, fermented <laughs> food. It smells awful, but, you know, <laughs> it is very popular in the Asian, in the Asian uh, side of the world. Okay, that doesn't that, sound tempting to me. but <laughs> No, no, I've, I've tried it a couple of times, and I think you could acquire taste for it. Okay. I'd rather eat my nuts and seeds, though, to get my protein. <laughs> yeah, and vegetables have protein. People don't believe that, so... It's not hard to search, um, you know, go on, on Google and say, how, you know, where's the protein in plant-based foods? And it'll give you a list. Bean sprouts, Brussels sprouts, mushrooms, spinach, kale, broccoli, they all have protein. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so when you eat a variety of food, you'll get what you need, Um you know, I think one question that, again, your listeners might have right now is saying, oh, well, what about B12? Because yes. it isn't found in plants. And um, while it's true, research is coming up, and this is, this is quite surprising, um, that more meat eaters are deficient in B12 than vegans are. Because vegans eat a variety of foods, and then the body creates the, the, the um, B12. So... Um, a, a couple of things. Um, B12 is in in most milks, like uh, plant-based milks. It's so a lot of plant-based foods that are out there, like the milks, the cereals, some of the grains, they're fortified with B12. Okay. So if you're if you're concerned about that, you can you can really pay attention to what you're eating, how well-rounded your diet is, and you can easily see whether or not you're getting enough B12. Um, but, uh, and some sources are like nutritional yeast, mm -hmm. uh, like again, the fortified milks, the um, even chlorella has, um, has B12 in it. Okay. Nori, seaweed, um, cremini mushrooms, they have B12 in them. So, okay. yeah. So and there's lots so, of ways that we can get it. That's right. Yep. And, and I think the reason that a lot of meat eaters are, are um, deficient is because of the choices of the food that they're making. So they're eating um, overcooked meat, poor quality meat, um, processed food, and, um, and generally with this, once those food gets in the body, they're not being digested properly, and that's why they're not getting the B12 from them. Okay. So yeah. when we talk about um, digesting the meats properly, for years, um, the meat and potato thing has been a staple food in this part of the world. I mean, it has been generations that it's it's been preached to us that you have to have your meat and potatoes. 
There are so many other countries that that believe that due to the teeth type of us humans, we are really not meant to be meat eaters and that it's not beneficial for us to be putting this dead meat, um, some of the meats that have been dead for weeks on end, into our bodies. So they're believing that we should be eating more things that are alive, like our plant-based, because we, most of the plants that we eat, are, they're picked fresh and we eat them fresh. What, what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> You're really picking my brain today. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I really do have a strong, strong belief in the fact that we need live, fresh food. And um, raw raw meat is actually dead meat, you know. Yes. Um, once once it's in the in uh, once the animal is dead, that that meat is 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 dead. Um, and 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 to add to that, it has to be treated with chemicals and antibacterial washes and yes. bleaches in order to make it safe enough to put it in the stores. Exactly. And, and then, then it's it injected there. with it's injected with food colors too to make it look appealing to us, to make it look fresh. Very much so. And um, and you know, that's a big big thing about the the appeal of the food. And um, again, these companies pay billions of dollars to make somebody create what is right and appealing for us and and it sells. And um, not only dyes and colorings, but um, what's happened to that meat before it's been killed? It's, it's, first of all, it's got its own hormones, whatever animal it was. Mm -hmm. Then it has growth hormones. And, you know, it, there's, there's a bit of a misconception about, about Canada and what actually happens to our animals in Canada. The U.S., I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I know that... Um, growth hormones are added or similar products are added so we're getting all kinds of toxins before we and on top of the fact that we're eating dead flesh so um, and then it sits in the store and finally makes it way its way to our table but um, you know so animals who hunt other animals don't cook them they That's eat right. them raw That's right. yeah and so we, of course, evolved to cook our food and um, not just meat, but the other foods, too. And um, there are some people who eat raw, raw meat like sushi, you know, and some cured or seasoned meats like kebe. That's a Middle Eastern, um, um, typically lamb or beef raw dish but it's seasoned so it's almost cured okay. but um you know we don't typically eat uncooked meat and i know there's some uh, regulations around that now in north america but any any food that's been cooked by any method so not just meat but anything has been permanent permanently altered um and it it only contains a fraction of the nutrients that it had when it was raw and that's why there's a big push on eating some raw foods because, um, or at least 75% raw for some people, and especially oh. if you're trying to heal, uh, because you're losing so many of your nutrients. Um, people say, I eat really well, and they probably do, but if they're cooking everything they eat, then they're only getting a fraction of what 
of what um, is in that food. Um, so, what are some of the what are some of the vegetables um, that you would encourage people to eat raw? Well, you know, everyone has different um, a different stomach for that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that some of the vegetables that are more easy to digest might be the greens, might be carrots. Um, some people can't digest raw onions. They have, they have a difficult time with that. Um, but you know, starting out by, I would start out by grabbing the foods that you like and then starting to eat them raw and seeing how you do because they, um, your body will start to get used to it. And it'll, um, when you have raw vegetables, and you eat raw vegetables with other food, the vet, the enzymes in the vegetables actually help digest the other food. Okay. Uh, so cooked vegetables don't do that. And okay. so it's good to have a little bit of raw. And you know how you, you eat somewhere, you go to a restaurant, and there might be a garnish of, of cucumber, tomato, parsley, or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Um, that actually, a lot of people leave that aside. Lot, but that helps digest your food. Because heating destroys the enzymes in the food, and um, especially, um, well, steaming is not so bad, especially if you don't steam uh, till it's, you know, dead. Um, Leave it al dente. But barbecuing uh, or frying, deep frying and smoking Mm -hmm. uh, foods are the most troublesome because they contain, they create, that process creates carcinogens and carcinogens as we know create disease mm-hmm. uh, are they Im- implicated in cancer so um, you know what we're doing is we're we're killing the food by cooking it okay yeah. if somebody um, if somebody is eating meats on a regular daily basis but they want it to switch either to vegetarian or the vegan do you um, would you encourage them just to quit eating meats cold turkey, or would you encourage people to do it gradually and reduce the amount of meat that they're intaking? Mm-hmm. I, I think that the more realistic approach is probably the gradual approach. Okay. Because it's um, if someone is trying to change their diet, change right there is hard. Most people have a very difficult time making changes to you know, um, even learning how to operate their new vehicle and, you know, where the blinker is. Yeah. So we're, we're creatures of habit and we want to, we, we don't tend to like change. So I think that a gradual intake, uh, gradual change is a good idea. Um, and um, however, I've seen, you know, if somebody comes to me and they have a serious illness and they're dead set on making all the changes that I recommend, they will go cold turkey. So it, there isn't a right or wrong way, but I think the best way to do it um, and to do to achieve the goals and have them last long term is to, to do do the gradual approach where they would cut out the volume, the portion size that they're eating currently. They still get a little of the flavor, and um, and then over time they'll get used to what that smaller amount is doing for them. And of course, on the to, to, when you look at your whole plate, you have to consider what you're going to add in if you're going to push the meat out. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when you're talking meat, we're, you're referring to everything, not only your red meat, such as your, your beef or pork, but you're including the, the chicken, the turkey, um, goat as well. And, and I, I wanted to question something about goat because I know Ayurvedically, if we have someone who is very ill and has lost a lot of weight, they do recommend you have a goat meat broth now not the not the meat itself but just a broth what what are your thoughts on having that if someone is really ill mhm i think that might be you know part of the bone broth kind yes. of thing that that are a lot of a lot of um a lot of healthcare practitioners, um, people who do what I do, or functional medicine doctors, um, naturopaths, a, a lot of them are are of the belief that that a bone broth can support. And and in some cases, from my experience, in some cases with brain disorders um, and um, and some types of cancer. Then, uh, then sticking with some type of bone broth can be quite beneficial. However, um, in my training, uh, the the less of any type of animal products you have, uh, the better for ultimate healing. So it's two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I'm not going. I'm definitely wouldn't say don't do it. Um, and Ayurvedic uh, practices have their reason for that, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I, I do have a little bit of an understanding about that, but not enough to to really say. Um, so it's it's a belief, and if it helps the person um, deal with that, um, then then why not? Uh, okay. If they're if they're emaciated and and you know they've 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 lost so much weight they have no minerals yes. left in their body, um, you know they probably it might a lot of it be part of of what they can tolerate and their appetite because if they're that uh, ill they might not even be able to chew a carrot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there would be, you know, it would be kind of like mom's chicken soup when you have no no interest in food at all. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is it a myth um, when we hear people say that red meats will actually just sit in our gut and rot because we don't have the ability to digest them? Or do we truly have the ability to digest them? Hmm. Wow. So, um, well, again, a controversial issue, but it is it is stated that meats, and fish, meats and fish. So I'm saying meats, so chicken, any type of any type of of flesh mm-hmm. and fish can take as long as two days to to digest completely, and some reports say up to four. And so um, these animal proteins are quite complex and um, they can take longer to break down. So um, the question of whether it rots in the gut is is that there's the question of whether or not so if you eat if you eat meat and you eat potatoes, let's so let's, let's use steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it the the um, because the meat takes maybe two days to digest or more, uh, but the potatoes don't take that long. So there's a little bit of a war going on when you're 
mixing starches and proteins mm -hmm. or sugars and proteins. So um, the sugars and the starches, uh, which you know basically are the same, but I, when I refer to sugars, I mean like um, uh, actual sugar. Um, then they they have a bit of a war in there, and the the starches are ready to go through, but the meat is dragging them behind because it's not ready and digested properly. So there's is it the meat that's rotting or is it the starches that are rotting? I, I'm not I'm not really sure what I believe on that yet. I've read both. I've read I've read lots of information on both. Um, so either way, there is rotting in the gut. Okay. And um, I, I wondered uh, maybe if you want to talk a little bit about proper food combining. I don't know if you uh, know what that is or if you think maybe yes. it's, yeah. Yeah, because in, in Ayurveda, we have a lot of incompatible foods that you should not be eating them together because yet, like you were saying, there is a war in the stomach um, as to how to digest what. One thing before we go into that, I would like to ask you, because I was kind of shocked when you said fish as well. Are you talking all species of fish or are you talking just um, more your shellfish because they're more of a solid fish? I was thinking that fish like your haddock and your halibut would digest more easily. They digest easier than beef, okay. but not as easily as carbohydrates or um, or vegetables. Okay. So they 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 can and they can take more time than yeah, and that's a that's a belief that a lot of people have. So um, and then two that would ma matter how it was prepared. So uh, you know if it's deep fried, it would be even worse. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, list off a few of the incompatible foods that people should not be having in the same meal. Right. So so proper food combining. The theory behind that is that each type of, of food category digests at a different pace. So uh, fruit is the quickest to digest. Thirty minutes, maybe bananas heavier, so they may be forty five minutes. So vegetables take the the next amount of time to digest. So they they um, they digest quicker uh, than meat and carbs, but not as quick as um, fruit. And then carbohydrates digest take a little longer than vegetables to digest, but quicker than meats. And so mixing the proteins and the starches together in a meal can really slow down the digestive process and can cause some putrefaction or rot in the gut. Um, so when you look at the, the perfect example is a turkey dinner. You know, everyone eats this big turkey dinner mm -hmm. and then they're all laying around and the, the old guys have their pants unzipped because yeah. they, they're so full they can't move. But the reason that they're so tired is because the body takes a lot of energy to digest our meals. And so what you've done is you've mixed, um, you've mixed the, the meat and the potatoes and the starchy vegetables, the cooked apple pie, the cooked, the cooked fruit, which would be the pies or the desserts or the cherries on glaze or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Every type of food, every category there is mixed together. And the body is saying, oh, my God, I need to sleep this off because I can't move. I have to work so hard. Mm -hmm. So in proper food combining, you don't do that. You eat 
fruit on its own. You eat protein, animal protein, with um, with vegetables, and um, and you eat starches with vegetables. So um, for starters, a lot of people eat a big smoothie in the morning and they get so bloated. Mm-hmm. But you know they're putting five fruit in that smoothie along yes. with a whole bunch of nuts and seeds. So still vegan maybe. But it's it's weighing down the body because the body has to work so hard um, because the fruit is ready to go and the nuts and seeds take longer to digest. So you have a bit of a war there again. So the, the standard American diet or our standard meals that we grew up, you, you talked about meat and potatoes, a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. um, you know, a burger um, and fries, all of those are, are meals that are harder to digest because of how we've mixed those those categories of food in. When someone is diagnosed with cancer, um, and, and this is stemming from the fruit, when you're saying that fruit is so easily digested, most of us um, encourage someone who has cancer to stop eating sugars, and this is basically all types of sugars. However, there are so many fruits that are extremely high in sugar. Do you recommend um, a cancer patient to stop eating certain fruits or all fruits? Uh, your questions are very interesting, Doreen. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one. This is this is one that is again a very controversial topic. I have my opinion. Um, and, uh, and it's based on what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I believe that a person should give up fruit. Absolutely. Okay. If you're been, if you're trying to give up sugar, um, or, or yeah, if you're giving up sugar, then fruit is definitely that, um, in my cancer training, I'm a holistic cancer coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's recommended that you, that you eat less than 10% of your of your intake from from fruit. Um, if I'm su- making a suggestion to a cancer a patient or client, uh, I'll ask them how much fruit they eat a, a day. And if they say, you know, oh, four or five or so, I might say go down to one. Of course, I'll tell them what I feel that they should, you mm-hmm. know, the best approach, mm-hmm. but it's up to them. But if they only eat, a, you know, the odd apple every once in a while, I'll say give it up completely. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. Um, the thing is, sugar, 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 sugar. You know, in my health talks, I, I have that as a slide. Sugar is sugar is sugar. And, you know, I, if I can add, um, th- this thing right now about people who are uh, avoiding white sugar, oh, I don't eat any sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're eating tons of honey, tons of maple syrup, yep. agave, um, and all of those um, other types of sugar, but it's not white sugar. Or they think that brown sugar is, is, is not not bad for you. So sugar is sugar, it, and it's a hard fact to accept. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, sure. I find, I like the one about the fruit, because um, I don't eat fruit. I don't like fruit. Um, and I, I, you know, every now and then I may have an apple, but to say that I sit down and eat fruit, I do not eat fruit. And so many people look at me and say, well, how are you getting your vitamins and, and things that you need because you don't eat fruit? Well, I eat vegetables. Um, yeah, I do have uh, chicken and I do have fish. My main diet is a lot of vegetables, 
but I don't, I don't feel that I need fruit. I don't feel that I'm losing anything from not having fruit. You're absolutely right. Um, you can get your fiber, you can get your vitamin C, you can get all the other nutrients that your fruit will give you from, other, from vegetables. And um, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's kind of a shock to people because we've been told that fruit is healthy and it is, it, it is healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, there's nothing wrong with choosing not to have it. Um, it's the same as if you hate cabbage. Well, you're just not going to eat it, but you're going to be okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Can you can you tell us um, how eating vegan or vegetarian is going to help someone who is battling cancer, or is it going to help them? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, again, I talked touched a little bit on that uh, before yeah um, the um, you know the research is out there and the proof you know really can't be avoided any longer and about the the the, the vegan diet and and I'm not really you know you said vegetarian I think too so I don't I don't I put vegetarian in in the class of 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 in a different class altogether because the two diets really can't be compared because the vegetarian diet uh, still includes dairy which is highly inflammatory and implicated in many many types of cancer especially prostate and uh, breast cancer um, and uh, eggs as well highly inflammatory foods so so the vegan diet is is going to help a person that was your question how does it help yes yeah Yeah. right so so what what it does or i guess i was saying that there the the proof uh, can't be avoided any longer and the reason i say that is because we're seeing a, a rising trend in veganism and i think it never hit home so much for me as last summer i was driving my car and and i had the radio on and I heard one of the fast food um, chains advertising a plant-based burger, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, the shift is happening. Because you know that fast food is is a trillion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be promoting vegan food if they didn't see that people wanted it. Now, while that still might be junk food, it's... Um, it's it's a step in the right direction, but um, the way that a, 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 a vegan eating helps a person battle cancer is because of the 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 and the inflammatory processes that happen when we eat other types of food other than than vegan, and so we have we have if we have a diet if you have cancer, and you have um, uh, it's suggested that you eat a primarily plant-based diet mm-hmm. because you're and and even 75% raw. I'll take it that one step further. If you if you're looking for for really good good results, juicing and 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 a high high raw diet and some nutrients that add fiber. And fiber is something that is so important that the standard American diet basically 5% of the food that people eat has, or we're getting about 5% of the recommended uh, amount of fiber where um, 
or sorry, we need to, we're only getting about five grams of fiber a day. We need 40 or more. And so the standard American diet doesn't supply fiber. The vegan diet is really high in fiber. And the purpose of fiber in healing is to pull out the toxins. Mm -hmm. So um, not only are you getting all the nutrients from the foods you're eating, you're supplying your body with um, fiber so that when you're eliminating, you're getting, you're picking, fiber has the role of picking up toxins. And so it's like a, it's like a Swiffer in your house, you know? I have dogs, you have dogs, mm-hmm. and you know, we could take a Swiffer and we go all around the room and when we pick it up to go take clean it off the the little, you know, sheet that's on the bottom, it's loaded with fur. Mm-hmm. And that's what fiber does in the body. So the foods that contain fiber are not animal foods. There's no fiber in animal foods. So when you eat a vegan diet, you get tons of fiber, you're getting all kinds of vitamins and minerals, and the fiber along with water which is really important to drink pure water, mm-hmm. helps to take the toxins out. And that's um, one of the, the major reasons that we have so much healing when it comes to um, that type of diet and cancer. The other thing, too, is we have to look at the chemicals that are in the food in the standard American diet. Um, the, uh, those are not meant for the body the body can't break them down and that's what's causing us to be sick in the first place mm-hmm. so the way we're eating is causing us the illnesses that we're having you know 95% of of uh, all illnesses and illnesses and diseases are from lifestyle choices mm-hmm. Not 95 just about 95% which you know, uh, listeners might be saying, well, it's genetic. I can't do anything about it. And if you look at the way our your parents ate or whoever it is you grew up with, typically we eat just the way they did. Absolutely. And so we have, we have the same diseases. Yes. So when we change that, then we can change the outcome of our future. So did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Another (laughs) one, though, that I would like to ask you is what are some of the more common illnesses or diseases that you're seeing in in your clients that you can look at them and say, this is a direct link to your diet, especially stemming from today's typical diet that we have? Right. So, you know, what's common is... um, hormonal imbalance mm-hmm. um so thyroid imbalance m- most people have a thyroid imbalance yes candida candida is common um generally when you have some type of disorder um there's there's been candida there for years um so that's very very common um we have a lot of um there's diabetes um, allergies, all of those, all of those are, are very, very common. Um, Crohn's is rising. Um, the other thing, sadly, that's on the up and up is um, is multiple sclerosis. Yes. And um, and those and uh, and other autoimmune diseases, they are completely um, man. We we've created those ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have created a situation in our bodies that have caused our immune system to attack itself. It, it it's not normal for that to happen. No. Um, you know the um, the the way we're eating 
is um, we're getting a body full of free radicals and other toxins. Um, we're aging quicker because of it. Our immune system is struggling to, to stay on par, so we get sicker. Our organs are overworked, and, um, and then we develop these problems. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're, you know, this is what I'm seeing. Uh, a lot of uh, cardiovascular issues, uh, depression, arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, it's, it's, it's quite wide actually. Mm-hmm. What do you think about fibromyalgia? Because this is, um, so much inflammation in the body. Of course, we, we have pain because of the inflammation. A lot of people are being diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Do you think that we can turn this around after someone has been diagnosed by switching up how they eat and, and reducing a lot of the inflammatory foods that they're putting in their body? Are they going to see a difference? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen it. Um, I'm not sure if you know um, a little bit about, uh, I'll just talk a little bit about my my struggle and how I started in, in this profession was because I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. Okay. And, uh, and while I was chronically fatigued, I wanted to know why and I wasn't able to get those answers from, from, from my medical team so I look beyond that and um, and and so a lot of people are diagnosed with an illness and but there's no answer for it and fibromyalgia is one of those illnesses Mm -hmm. and so is MS it's it's um, it's being kind of pushed to the side and saying this is what you've got Um, there's really no solution but it's not true Um, I found out what was wrong with me and what the underlying reason was why I had chronic fatigue, and I changed it. I changed my diet, I changed my lifestyle, and I, I don't have chronic fatigue. And the same thing goes with fibromyalgia and, and MS and a lot of other illnesses. Um, I'm not saying that each and every one is 100% reversible, mm-hmm. but boys, you can make a big impact and you can change the outcome of your future by changing your diet. You can start to, to to ride your bike again if you couldn't before and you can start to you know go to the gym again or you can start to live and have fun and play with your grandkids or go riding on your horse uh, by changing your diet so Mm -hmm. it's absolutely one of the big implications of of chronic fatigue uh, well yes chronic fatigue too but fibromyalgia is wheat I mean just just if you took wheat out and sugar out and oils um, and dairy, um, you, you, you'd be jumping off the, the moon. Um, you know, when yeah. I had my, when I had my diagnosis, um, and I started to think that I could change it by what I ate and how I lived, um, you know, I'm writing a book right now and, it, and, um, and I say in there that you, I have more energy now than I ever dreamed I could ever have. And I'm doing things now. I'm reaching fitness goals I never, ever dreamed I could do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so much healthier uh, than I ever was. And, and most people don't know how good their body's supposed to feel. They just, they've never been there. I, I, I really believe that. I truly believe that. A lot mm-hmm. of us do not know what the term feeling good actually is. Yeah. So... 
is there, other than the advice that you've already given, um, do you have any specific piece of advice or encouragement that you'd like to leave our listeners with should they be trying um, to gain a lifestyle change into veganism? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, A couple of things. First of all, um, you know, it's great to listen to us talking and um, people say, okay, well, you know, I don't know if I believe that. And so I always like to encourage people to do their own research and to, you know, um, see for themselves, start learning, start listening. And so, you know, I'd like to to take a minute to talk about um, a couple of 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 movies someone could watch or places they could go one of them is um the forks over knives has a couple of movies uh the forks over knives movie itself mm-hmm. is a good place to it's on netflix i think okay. it's a good place to watch it's a good starting point for some people and there's also one that i think also by forks over knives that's called game changers and those are two really good eye-openers for people who maybe are on the fence and would like to try to move towards maybe a more plant-based diet and it isn't all or nothing if you want to move towards it that's exactly what it is is little by little moving towards it Um, so the other thing that I think is really interesting I don't know if you are familiar with the blue zones no I'm not so the blue zones um, this this fellow he's an author and um, maybe an explorer, I guess. His name is Dan Butner, and he he found he he did some discoveries, and he called them the blue zones. And you can Google this and see a little bit about the blue zones. And he identified um, five blue zones. He called them that, um, where where people lived healthier and longer lives than others. And um, there's, um, let me see, uh, there's Okinawa in Japan, Sardinia in Italy, um, there's a place in Costa Rica, and uh, one in Greece, and the, the, the other one is, um, is the group of Seventh-day Adventists in Loma Linda, California. And he looked at these, these groups of people, and he saw what they had in common, and, and, and why they lived longer and he saw lots of common traits and um, and they uh, they ate primarily uh, plant-based diet and um, of course their social lives were 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 better they their elders were treated with respect and and revered rather than the way things are going today with our North American life mm-hmm. lifestyle and beliefs and um, and so it's interesting to look and see what the types of foods those people had and while they live off the land mostly um, and we really don't have those options depending on where we live we can still learn from what they did and what they're still doing in order to become healthier and um, just lastly there's um, there's a great site called nutrition called nutritionfacts.org and the um, the fellow who has created that, his name is Michael Greger. He's a doctor, and he does lots of short videos, so it's easy to, to listen to about any topic. So you can Google that and um, plug in a topic, and he'll talk about it. And it might be a five- or eight-minute video. 
and um, another fellow I like to listen to, and he's he's to the point and 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 um, no pulls holds no bars. His name is Joel Furman, and he's amazing. And um, he tells it like it is, and he talks about what's wrong with what's what's wrong with today's diet. And um, so you get a lot of facts from these people, mm-hmm. and um, and then you can make up your own mind. And and you know, like I have, and maybe you as well. The more I learn, the more I tweak what I'm doing, um, and I'm always improving what I what uh, how I eat and how I live so that I can be healthier and happier and have lots of energy. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly know that I'm going to be looking into a few of these. Oh, um, great. Oh, absolutely. So I do believe that you're offering um, a free wellness call for any new clients. Absolutely. Okay. Um, do you want to fill us uh, in on that? And how can people contact you? Sure, sure. Well, I believe that that, um, you know, if people have questions about their health, I want to have a conversation about it. And I don't think that they should have to have to pay for that conversation. So I offer a one hour complimentary consultation by phone and um, or Zoom or however you have to do it these days Mm -hmm. uh, to talk about health concerns. And so I can be reached by my website at um, www.janiceinspiringchange.com dot com or by email at janice at janiceinspiringchange.com and just to let you know i am doing a webinar coming up on the 13th of september mm-hmm. um for weight loss and um it's it's called what you need to know to reach your ideal weight okay. because a lot of people probably a lot of listeners you know they, they might be thinking about changing their diet for their health, but a lot of us are, are, are thinking about it for weight loss. So I am doing a webinar on um, on what you need to know in order to finally reach your ideal weight. For people who think they've tried everything, there is a there is an okay. approach that we can do. Wonderful. So um, yeah. How yeah. how so, do people join that? They can they can email me or they can um, send a message through my website and I'll send them the link to join. Okay. Perfect. Well, Janice, I thought this was wonderful. I enjoyed this so much talking with you, and I'm sure that our listeners are going to enjoy it as well. So again, I thank you so much for your time to be with us today Um, and all of this information. Hopefully, many people are going to be looking into um, the links that you've shared for them to to check out how they should start eating and, and how to become more healthy than what we are right now. Well, the pleasure's all mine. I I'm, can't thank you enough for asking me to um, to talk with you today, and um, I really appreciate it, Doreen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janice. You take care. Thanks. You too. And to all of our listeners, I thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back again next week, and I wish everyone to stay safe and stay well. Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.
Visit Doreen's website at dmurphydoucette.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins, and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements, and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphydoucette.com today.